Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Julia Hamer-Hunt, and Julia has got a very complicated job title, so she's going to do it for you. Here you go. Good afternoon. Um, I am the patient co-chair of the Patients and Research Group at the Oxford Health Biomedical Research Centre, sponsored by the NIHR, I should probably add to. Thank you very much, Julia. So we've got lots of professors and lots of early career researchers. Not many patients here today. Are you enjoying the conference so far? Very much so, indeed. Um, we have actually a few from the, from our group here interspersed in the audience, which is good right. to see. And from the ones I've spoken to, they've all been really enjoying it. Very, um, they have been enthused by the level of um, of input of everybody and the expertise on offer for us. Yeah, it's a really good broad range of talks, isn't yes. it? Yeah, we're very lucky in Oxford. <laughs> Great. So tell us, from your perspective, why do you think patients should get more involved in research? Um, this is my perspective, um, but I believe health or healthcare is something that is the only thing we all have in common worldwide, and um, therefore we should all have an interest in in our own well-being and in, in, in making sure we look after our health. And by being involved in research, that is one way we can do it. Now that may you we may be well or physically well at the time but we may have a parent, a sibling, a child um, who isn't. So, And you never know when these things strike. So I, I personally think it's something, if one has the possibility, the opportunity to do so, to do it. I'm involved in a couple of research studies, and I guess I have a kind of feeling of altruism when I do that work. Mm-hmm. And that, I suppose, is what a lot of researchers kind of call on in the population for people to get involved. Do you think that's the main driver or do you think there are other reasons why people would want to get involved? I think there are a number of other reasons. Um, I mean, I personally, um, yes, there's altruism, but I wouldn't put it as my number one. Um, I personally um, have a diagnosis of a major major mood disorder, and um, I started off as a participant in clinical trials. And I did that because I wanted information about my condition and I thought the more I knew and I understood about it the better or it would help me to manage it plus and I it has now actually been proved with um, evidence-based medicine that um, people who are involved in trials or involved in research actually generally are better get better not get better that's incorrect to say um uh have better health outcomes that's a better way of putting it have better health outcomes and that's not surprising to me at all i mean i personally have experienced that myself yeah i guess you're closer to the innovation that's happening aren't you if you're involved in new research absolutely and even being involved in better health care with going to the clinic maybe more often for 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 the experiments or the trials that you're and i shouldn't say experiments for the trials that you're involved in um you're coming in contact with professionals and so forth who it might just be if you're like myself I'm single I and living on my own fine I worked but it's a social interaction you're learning to work sometimes in groups with other people and these all provide a structure and provide you with skills that you you might not sort of be aware that you're going that's not your actual it's a secondary outcome for you in a sense or yeah. even a tertiary in that for that matter mm. so yeah. give us an example of a project where you mm-hmm. feel the patient and public involvement that happened had a positive impact, changed the way the research was done? That's a 
a tricky one for me to answer. Um, the reason I say that is, is because I think often when patients and public get involved in research, whether it's the design of a study or, for instance, um, providing feedback on information, <laughs> very simple example, information leaflets. You can see that all the time. You get an immediate feedback. But on a research design... It's it's the researcher who knows the impact because they then get the feedback from the funding body, whoever that is. Now, as the patient and public member, you may not get that information for six months, a year. You might never get it unless you stay very closely involved with that specific project. So I personally find that an exceedingly difficult question to answer. I like to think of um, patient and public involvement as more of a nudge process. We nudge researchers and clinicians to think in a slightly different way. We see the illness or the disorder from a different perspective because we're living with it or we're caring for someone who lives with it and that gives us a different perspective and it may be a very pragmatic perspective but I think it's so we're looking possibly for us we all want the same outcome a better treatment for the patient um, or a reduced burden on the patient but ultimately um, how we go about it may be rather different and we're not the specialists to know how what the best science is behind that but by asking those questions or or just challenging in a slightly different way perhaps we open up the thinking um, that's yeah so it's a nudge <laughs> nice. what excites you most about the future of research um if no, provided that uh, it was alluded to by, I'm trying to remember, one of the professors earlier today about parity of esteem and the, um, the governments had let the cat out of the bag. They didn't realise they, what they'd let themselves into, that we are getting more funding now for mental health research and it's it needs to be maintained um, but it's it, the door's open you've, you've got your foot in the door and that to me excites me and ultimately I would like to see um, the biological model of, of mental health or the biology behind mental health really integrated with which is in part already with the psychological um, um, um therapies but bringing the whole together with um, physical health instead of people seeing you know mind and body as separate it's not we've been um, the, Jonathan was just speaking about the brain health centre and um, the health of the brain and I think this is so important because if we look at it as health of the brain you know then we don't have to worry about whether it's children adolescents adults or all people yeah that's great thanks a lot for talking to me a great pleasure thank you mm -hmm.